Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? This is DMC in a place to be, the greatest MC in history. And the only place for me to ever be is right here with Spawn on Me. Rah! What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 259. And I'm your host. I'm the new captain now, baby. <laughs> wow. So, yes, I'm the new captain. Mutinous. Yes. Yes. I, you know, I've, I've been sitting around. I've been listening to Coach Fizdale, David Fizdale. <laughs> I'm hyped now. I'm the captain. I'm the captain. I'm running through brick walls uh, okay. in Bricago. I am Cicero yes. Holmes, a.k.a. Stubby Stan, a.k.a. Caesus, a.k.a. Sneezes. A.K.A. the Bruce Wayne of Bricago. Where does he get those wonderful toys? And I am here this week and every week with my uptown brother, the cat who lives up beyond north of the wall, Mm -hmm. doing teaching the wildings how to do math, how to make math look good, how to make science look good, how to make them froze look good. So one and only Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. A fro is really great for North of the Wall, yo. Like yes. you gotta be dressed um for success up there, or else you will like freeze. Yes. You know? Um I remember the first time they introduced Mance Raider, I was like, he's not wearing enough. He's not wearing <laughs> enough, man. Like, like if you up there, you gotta have on like your Jon Snow uh style, like, you know. Like basically wear like an animal on you at all yes. times. At all times. Know? At all times. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I definitely. I definitely definitely tutor up there though. You know, like uh, yeah. I, I get paid in some weird things. You know, hey. not not always hey money. Now. Like uh, hey now. Like uh, some sometimes I just get like a dead fish. Right. Or like a right. random giant like will come and just like bring me just like a tooth yes. or something. So yes. so. So I get some weird payments, but I I do tutor north of the wall. So yeah. holler at me, Wildlings. Let me know. There if it you is. Need some help with the math or physics, please. There it is. You you know nothing, Khalif Adams, uh, which is <laughs> he's he's in detention right now, uh, which yeah. is why he's not here. Um, but we're gonna run the ship. We're gonna run the ship just like we did last week. Uh, not on Twitch. Oh wait a minute, Reef. They can't hear you. Oh, they can't hear me. No, the oh. the stream can't hear you. I can hear Ooh. you. Reef, don't say that about the people. Bricardo loves say- you, man. What are you doing? I am not saying anything. <laughs> uh, let yeah. me. Uh. Probably should have checked that. Oh, Reef. Oh, ooh. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> All right. uh, I, everyone I listening the to the chat, podcast, so I'm gonna leave know. all this stuff in there. I don't so. know what you, I don't know what you <laughs> evil people are saying. So, but, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah. For for some reason, like my microphone wasn't added to the uh, thing. Oh, okay, um, good job. So, people should be able to hear me now. Um, all right. And if not, then yeah. hey, I'll just yeah. be a mute, right. a mute so. person. You know, yeah. And uh, well, we yeah. So Reef is back for for everyone uh, listening to the podcast on Tuesday yeah. or whenever you get it in your favorite podcatcher. Like and subscribe. Um, yeah. 
it's uh what happened was we're on the stream and no one could hear reef reef was actually hosting the stream and uh, no one could no one could hear reef um so he was pantomiming the entire time yeah and uh yeah. He, you know it was a, it was a good time uh, it, well it, and the best part of course was that uh everyone in the stream was still okay because they they're hearing the best part of Chicago. i was saying all that cool stuff about tutoring north of the wall and the, that is true that. That is true. There well, was hey, all, there was a very dope wilding look, riff. Look, um, all, that maybe... all my podcast people heard it. Okay, so you know, yes, I, yes, because I'm, I'm not going to repeat it. That's exclusive. Oh uh, yeah, yo, it was it was there. Yeah, so it's exclusive. You you know, yeah, you got uh, you got to listen to the podcast in order to know what Reef was saying for the first five minutes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this week, like last week, it is. Uh, the two cats in the Midwest uh, holding holding Bricago down, uh, and thanks everybody for uh, checking out last week's episode um, where we talked about uh, where Nosconda was yeah, was Nosconda. was crowned. Yeah, that, um, that is yeah. where that's where we shared sneezes. Yes, with yes, the, sneezes with, with, with the people. That's um, right. And yeah, we uh, talked a lot about that uh, GameStop, the sandbox. You know, we're trying to figure out what the hell that was. Yeah, I'm still getting um, emails. Yeah. Um, I actually heard from quite a bit of people about my uh, Tomb Raider, uh, like, review. Nice. Um, and also some people, like I mentioned, that I was also doing a video on it. Um, and that video is in production. I've recorded All a good right. chunk of it and just doing some of the uh, editing. So I'll definitely be dropping that video um, probably this weekend or early next week. Um, and it's really going to cover, you know, some of the uh, diversity issues in Tomb Raider. So yeah. definitely look out for that at GamelessGood.com. It'll be my first video in about maybe half a year, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like been the last a minute, one I did man. was on For Honor, um, you know, uh, and yeah. So so yeah, so I'm excited to get back in the video game. Oh, in the video game, you get that the video? Game? Right. Uh, so I, I wasn't well, even trying. Right. Hey, man, you you, you I'm a natural. You did it. You did it though. You're the best man. Um, so you, um, you talk about For Honor. I, I want to mention, um, and this actually kind of tie into some stuff that we wind up talking about a little bit later, but, uh, I want to mention, uh, not only was For Honor's having a somewhat of a renaissance, uh, yeah, absolutely. some kind of pun into, uh, include, uh, intended there. Um, but it, yeah, so like there are new game modes that are releasing really, really soon. Um, and and you know they've they've fixed all of the issues from the from the launch period uh, to the point yep. where there are like there's a legitimate reason to come back and return to the game. But in addition to the new modes that are coming, the the siege mode that's coming, where it's like separate, you know, a lot of different stages. If you played Battlefield's conquest mode, um, the Battlefield series conquest mode is is a very similar type of thing. Um, but not only is that coming, but they're also remastering the game. So, or they're beefing up the graphics, um, for, uh, the newer consoles. So if you have a PS4 Pro, if you have, uh, Xbox One X, uh, you will be able to see the game looking even better than it, than it had before. Um, so yeah. like, uh, shout out to, shout out to them. They, like, if you were lucky enough, um, to be on the Xbox and caught games with gold in, in August, August or July. It was, uh, the games with gold. 
Uh, so if you got it for free, uh, you're you're going to be in for a, a really good treat. Um, it's, but it's, it's a fun game. It just had yeah. some significant significant issues. And, you know, a lot of Ubi games yeah. have these issues at yeah. the beginning. I mean, and uh, you know, uh, this one definitely did. But I'm glad that they continue to work right. on it. Um, I feel like a company that's decided Ubi easily could have been like, well. Fuck it, and just focus yeah. on other stuff. But yeah. they st- stuck with it the same way. They, yeah, they stuck with the division, and mm-hmm. um, the only game I can think of lately that they didn't stick with, I think, is like Steep. Yeah, did um, I, you ever play that game, Steep? So like a I snowboarding game. I played it briefly at E three two three years ago, um, and. Uh, I was down for what it was, but I wasn't going to pay sixty bucks. Definitely not going to pay sixty bucks in this in this in the winter in December uh, after I've spent all of this money on all of the games that that came out in the in the preceding couple of months. Right. Uh, so so I missed it at launch, but I think I caught it uh, at some game sale. It was super super cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. So now I have it, but I haven't played it. Um, even now. So, um, but they are still supporting the game. I'm definitely getting steep emails. Um, not oh, yeah. recently, but I've gotten, I've gotten one in the last, I don't know, six, eight months, um, about content for that. <laughs> last game. Eight months. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not saying they, I'm not saying they abandoned the game. I'm just saying like, I feel like they've been a lot more vocal about, we're fixing for honor. We're fixing the 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 the, the division. We're right. We're yeah. updating siege. You know, like right. like here's a Watch Dogs two update. Here's like Assassin's Creed. I've really heard them like yo, and we're updating Steep. You know, like like it's it's definitely yeah. I feel yeah. like gone to their lower tier, and and there might be a huge niche, a huge like small but engaged like uh, fan base that right. I don't know about. But right, def, de- de- definitely possible. I do know that. It that was one of the big titles that Nintendo when when Nintendo originally announced the Switch, they had deep on there like, hey, like yeah. we got third parties, and and then they ended right. up canceling the uh, the Switch version. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is Steve. that is the most so. Nintendo set, uh, statement that has ever been made. Yeah, so. So. <laughs> so, sorry, Steep. Yeah, sorry, um, Steep. It, it it well. Um, yeah, I definitely do think it's a niche audience. Uh, you know, sports games are the niche uh, market, and you know whether you you want to call it action sports, what it, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, it falls into that sports racing category. There will be a steep two, um, you know, but it's they, they're never going to expect it to be the the type of juggernaut that they expected for honor to be. Oh yeah, and but it doesn't need you know, to be and, a and the division to be. So you just need to make know. SSX people happy, in my opinion. Yeah. That's all you need to do yeah. is engage yeah. people well, that have been asking for an SSX for they're they're years. way too they are way too European, uh, way too French uh, to make a a uh, an SSX style game with like you know goofy music and and all that other stuff. So it's yeah. That ain't happening. This is why we need EA Big back, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do need need EA EA Big. Big Yes, we do need EA Big back. Um, We need some NBA Street. What we don't need right now is uh, the disturbing rumors that I heard about you, Sharif. Do you know what those disturbing rumors are? Oh, everything's true, man. Um, 
Everything's true. Reef, I heard you blacked out, man. Uh, I can think of two times when I blacked out. Uh, <laughs> one was when I lived in New York, and I went to some place in the village. I don't remember, but there were like you like instead of seats, they had like thrones. You like sat on a throne, oh. and I had way too much to drink. Um, and I don't remember what happened after that, mm. but different people have recounted. Uh, one was I was on, I believe it was the one train, uh, cause I was going uptown from the village and I, no, 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 I think it was a train, but yeah. And I <laughs> vomited on the train <laughs> and the entire car got out, uh, at the next nice. stop. So it was just me and, and my friends. <laughs> I also was told that cabs would not pick me up because I was like, I couldn't like black. stand up. Like I couldn't Out. stand up. Like I was like <laughs> drifted over. So like, that's the one time. Uh-huh. Uh, second time is, well, I don't want to get too deep, but like when I was going through divorce times right, right, a while right. back and I definitely had a bad night and I definitely don't remember what happened. Those are the only two times I blacked out, but there was a third wait, time. Wait, 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 wait. Nah, there was man. a third time. Yeah, there there was a third time. And that is what we're going to talk about today. That's right, uh, baby. Yeah, so Call of Duty, I've been blacking out. Uh, I did not think I would be buying another Call of Duty game. Uh, I didn't. Well, so I bought World War II when it was on sale, but I've never played it to this day. <laughs> um, and I really didn't like Infinite like uh, Warfare. Yeah, right. Um, Advanced Warfare was fun, but now that it, it's Kevin Spacey, now I probably could never play that again either. Um, so I just don't play kinda, the single player. Yeah, yeah, but his, his ilk is still on it. Um, yeah. So like, I just figured I was done with call of duty. You know, I'd been playing it for 10 years and I was like, Hey, um, but when they released that beta that had the blackout mode and I'm not a big bat battle Royale fan, but I was like, yo, this actually, it feels like a call of duty. It's a call of duty game on a big ass map, you know? So it's less battle Royale and more like they put their stamp on it. And I had a lot Mm -hmm. of fun with, with the beta and I had enough fun that I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to drop some dollars on this. And I have really, really enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, so I've played the, the 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 regular multiplayer. So I've played Team Deathmatch and Hardpoint right. and all that stuff. That stuff is, feels super good. It's a really, really good multiplayer experience. Um, there's also a single-player experience, like the, spe- the right. Specialist HQ. Yes. So, so this game was advertised as having no campaign. But I'll tell you... That, when you start this Bestress, there's a full-out cutscene, right? And you move through sort of like the stories of each of the characters. So there is kind of a bit of a campaign in this. Like it's not campaign that you might think, but there is a single-player component where you learn how each of the classes work, and they have like fully voiced cutscenes and background stories and like all that stuff. So it's actually pretty cool. Right. Um, so I've I played that all all all. All that was great. But Blackout is clearly the highlight. Um, I've not gotten a kill in Blackout yet. <laughs> I have played hours and hours of this. I mean, I don't know how many matches. Maybe 40 matches, maybe. So wait, 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 wait. So in 40 matches, you haven't killed anyone. anyone. But you're still playing. I'm still playing. Okay. 
what what is fun about this game to me now i'm sure it'll be fun when i get a kill but staying alive like so like i'm really bad at shooting people in this game like even Mm -hmm. if i i've had times where i've surprised people like they're facing the exact other way and i start shooting and they turn around and just kill me faster like i don't know what i'm doing wrong like i don't like i'm assuming that like people have already memorized where the best loot is so they drop somewhere and they get like the highest level armor and like all that stuff. So um, do you, do you re- do you feel like the same loot is in the same spots all the time? I think there are areas where there's a higher chance to get loot. Like mm-hmm. I know that, that that like they're like kind of like these like areas with with like lights that go up t- to the sky and those have like supply crates in it that mm-hmm. have l- 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 like a better chance but I kind of stay away from those because the times right. I've gone, there's been like four people and they just massacre you. Right. Um, and also they have zombies in there too. So like there's yeah. zombies in the Royale mode where there's certain areas where there's zombies. So I've had times where I'm trying to kill the zombies and somebody just comes by and just shoots me in the back, you know, or, <laughs> or, 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 or that kind of stuff. Now that part is frustrating, but what's fun right. to me is I drop, I try to drop somewhere where no one else is. And I just kind of go, I just, like, I feel like I'm in a horror, I, I feel like I'm in a horror movie, almost. Mm. Like, I'm creeping from, like, from thing to thing, I'm looking around the trees, I just go so slowly, and everybody kills each other. So I've made it to, like, the final five, I've made it to the, I almost always make it to the final 25, almost always, out of, like, eight, out of 88 people, you know? And... Wait. Yeah, yeah. Without so, and, killing, without killing anyone. Without killing anyone. What was that movie with uh, uh, fake Spider Man and Andrew Garfield? Oh yeah, that was Spider Man. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, you know, he's not. He, he's not he, the real. He's not. Look, the real those Spider-Man. movies weren't that bad. I, no, I they were. They were that bad. bad. The second one was bad. Uh, Jamie Foxx was horrible. Um, oh, but, I thought uh, he was a decent Electro. I thought he was. Uh, oh man. <laughs> All right, that's a that's that's like a so mad or something like that. But but well, he wasn't uh, as bad as like Sandman and 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 oh, I thought Venom Sandman. I thought and, Sandman was the best thing that happened uh, in that third movie. In the two, oh god, you are yeah you yeah are. exactly. So like I said, that's a so mad. Yeah, so, this is um, a so mad for sure. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you've 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 pacifist your way yeah to uh who, who was that GI Joe dude uh that the medic. That wouldn't. Uh, oh yeah, pacifist. Um, what was his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember his name, but I'm I'm sure it was it was some really good first punch. aid. Yay! Geez. I think that I think I, that was it. I want to be in the meeting where they thought of the initial names <laughs> because I feel like that must have been a really fun meeting. They're like Sergeant Slaughter. Oh sure, listen, sure, let's do it. Uh, you know. Uh man, it was it was it was it was just so. Oh, good. it was Lifeline. Lifeline. Oh, was see, the name. isn't that Lifeline. great? Lifeline. Yeah, Lifeline. it's it's like that's the same meeting where they name like the Transformers too. Like I'm yeah, like all right, yeah. Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Sure, why not? Ratchet. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> um, um, uh, but, yeah, yeah. So so like I feel like I'm in a horror movie. Everyone's better than me, and like I have to like kind of slink my way through. It's super cool. Like I feel like I get that same feeling that people always talk about with the royale like the tension and all that stuff i get that same shit even though i can't kill nobody you know and 
I feel like the better I get, I'll eventually kill so. Uh, hopefully, I'll eventually <laughs> kill someone. Um, but it's like fun to me that I can make it to like the final five people right. without killing anyone. Like it's great. Um, and yeah, it's. I haven't had any bugs. You know, like it runs super smooth. You know, and it, uh, it's just it's just really well done, man. It's what really are you well What done. are you playing on? I'm playing on the PC. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and the system requirements aren't that bad for it. No. Um, like, they're not okay. that bad at all. Um, Call of Duty in general has not ever had traditionally high requirements because they want right. the most people playing as like possible. But right. it looks good and it's smooth. And, yeah, it's, it's just it's been a joy to play. Um, like, it really has. Huh. So I also have uh, – I also bought uh, Black Ops 4. Um, actually, based on your recommendation – um, or just the fact that you bought it. Uh, so, um, and, uh, I, I also have it on PC. We have not played yet, uh, together. Um, but I've only played like maybe 10 or a dozen, um, uh, matches of the control game mode. So I have like, I haven't even dipped my toe in. I've dipped like the top of my big toe. <laughs> Like you did into like, into the like Call of Duty, the, like your yeah, long the, ass, your right, long some ass long curly, <laughs> talon like toenail. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, just the the very tip of it. Um, that is very descriptive. So, um, yeah, so I like I don't know anything about what what's going on with the game outside of it does look good. Um, I it's this is probably the first. Call of Duty game. I think this is the first Call of Duty game that I've bought this generation. I think I've played a couple of matches of maybe all of them since they've released, but this is the first one that I bought since probably Black Ops 2. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, So, but, uh, you know, it looks good. It plays well. Um, I don't think I'll ever be good in it. Oh, yeah. No. Um, no, we don't. I don't think we have. Well, I mean, we could dedicate the time, but there's too many right. other things to play. Right, but yeah, yeah like I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm worried that I'll never be competent in it. Um, so, well, so like, so, so, so like you're dealing with the addition of trying to get used to mouse and keyboard as well right. as the game. Well, yes. So I've I've got my controller still connected. Oh, so yeah, at, yeah. at any at you know at any given point, I'll I'll grab the training wheels. Um, knowing that I'm at a disadvantage. Yeah. I think so. you should go through that specialist HQ. I, th- I think that'll, cause, uh, yeah. cause like that has, like they teach you the moves and then they give you like a bot match essentially. You know? Right. Okay. We were playing against AI and right. Okay. And you know, so yeah, I would, I, I would check that out. I think that would right. get you a mouse and keyboard ready. I did the first right. one and yeah. Yeah. So hmm. okay. Pretty good. All right. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll give that a shot. Um, the the blackout mode what i really like about blackout mode is yeah it's it's a a, a battle royale um but it's also a battle royale on a giant map like you said call of duty on a, on this giant map but it's a giant map of the hits like it's like you went to the call of duty concert um <laughs> the, you know the like the basically like the the black ops concert yeah um and you know they they've been they've been touring for the last 
10, 15 years, you've been a fan for the last 10, 10 years, and now they came to your town, and you can call of duty all the hits. And yeah. that island has, you know, it's got Nuketown, and it's got the, the, uh, the windmill map, and then, yeah. you know, the other map with the thing, and that other map with the thing on the other side. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's got all of those things that if you had played previous Black Ops, you were, you know, it's got your favorite map from that Black Ops game. Um, yeah. and, and that's really cool. Um, plus zombies, which I, I mean, I, I, I could find three of me and combined, there would be not enough shits to give about zombies. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. I just, not, not man, a fan. What? Man, man, whatever. Like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. A, I mean, it was, yeah. it was one of the, of the AAA shooters. It was one of the first co op, mo- well, okay, not one of the first, but I think it was one right, of the more right. popular yeah. Yeah. co op yeah. modes. Like, like, I feel like, for a while it was 100% competitive in these kind of games and right when uh when uh you know that i feel like that's what made Treyarch like kind of get their kind of get what they were known for in call of sure. duty they introduced sure. zombies to i think it was with world at war i forgot which one yeah was world, at war. world at war world at war was the nazi zombies but uh yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's so, where it, you know that's where it came from so yeah, but and, like, like now it's a huge fixture yeah. Now, now I I haven't tried the standalone zombies mode in this right. game yet, but there's, but like I said, there's I was surprised as hell there were zombies in the blackout map. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. they out there. I mean, yeah. so that's cool. Like I, so I appreciate the fact that oh yeah, um, I haven't played a Black Ops game or I haven't played a Call of Duty game really in who knows how many years. But I could play Blackout and see stuff that looks familiar to me, um, and that's that's cool. That's yeah. cool to me. So, and in a battle royale setting, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to having the time to dedicate to trying it out because you can't just play one game, right? Um, you got to be able to to knock out a couple of hours at least um, to to see what's you know see what the game is all about. Yeah. And I you know so. Um, I'm looking forward to having that chance to to do that, but uh, you know, until then, uh, I will take your word for it um, with uh, that game. But um, another game that just released is Ubisoft. As we, you know, as we were talking about Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft's answer to uh, the Toys for Life um, phenomenon that is completely dead. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're like, like hey guys, I've got a great idea. Uh, Toys for Life meets Star Fox. Yeah. And we'll call it Starlink. And, uh, you know, everybody will love it. And it, it's finally out. And, uh, people are loving it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like people, people are really like it. Game. I'm, yeah, I'm people kind of really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I mean, it was a game that I skipped. I, I was like, you know, I have a limited budget since I'm kind of working on my own, so I can't buy everything anymore. Right. So I was like, look, I I just can't afford to get a – like the base price is 75 bucks because you got to get the actual plane with it. Um, Right. So I was like, man, I just can't justify that. And I was really surprised. Like a lot of things are saying like this is good. Like I've heard a lot of comparisons to No Man's Sky to like kind of like the relaxing like discovery part of it. Um, yeah, I've heard almost mostly positive stuff 
about right. this game. So, um, so I, I guess, so full disclosure or double full disclosure, full disclosure one, uh, one of my very good friends is a writer on this game. Um, and, uh, and then, um, full disclosure number two is, which is definitely more pleasant. I actually got to play this game at E3 this year. So, um, I mean, the game is fun. Like it's like, I was very, very dubious. I think all of, you know, all of my criticisms, um, that I joked about before we started talking about the game are, are things that I actually said, um, and, and (laughs) felt confident in saying, um, about it, 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 you know, toys for life is done. Like that is, that's a thing. Um, this looks like, you know, like, sure. It looks competent because it's, um, it's, it's made by talented people, but like, how is this all going to work? Mm-hmm. Who's going to buy it? Uh, the game is fun. The game is a lot of fun. Um, and in fact, what's super cool about it is that, so you've got the toys for life and it's, it's, the um so you get a figurine which is the you know the the character the pilot and and then you get a ship and the ship comes with two wings two sets of wings and then there's uh i think one or two weapons that come in the package then you can buy additional packages that have uh more pilots uh i think there are a total of 5 pilots then there are five ships, five pairs of wings, and then five more pairs of weapons. And you can take any of those components and mix and match those components on the fly. Mm-hmm. And the changes that you make are reflected in the game in real time. So, um, so like, I was playing it. I was playing it on an Xbox one. And what they do is they take the top of the controller and I'm going to kind of demonstrate for, um, for everyone that's watching in the stream. They take, they take the top of the controller and then they put on the, in the USB port at the top, a, like this mechanism and the mechanism sits on that. And you know, the mechanism sits on top of the controller, but then when once it sits on top of the controller, the, the the pilot ship is right there, is sitting on top of that. And once mm-hmm. when uh, you take the ship and uh, you put the wings on and the wings are big and bulky and, you know, just garish, um, but they have different attributes. Um, and I was playing and I was saying, oh, man, the game is great. I'm having a lot of fun. But one thing that keeps happening is. Um, you know, as I'm playing, I keep hitting my thumbs on the bottom of the the wings (laughs) because, you know, I'm, you know, playing on the controller. They, you know, they hang down so low and he goes, oh yeah, I see how that could be a problem. And he takes the wings and he pulls them off of the, you know, the side of the, of the ship and he flips them over and turns them back around so that the, the big bulky part of, of the wings are now in the front and, as soon as he did that and we reconnected it, the, so you can pause the game. You can do the, you can do all of this in real time without pausing the game. Yeah, or could pause but, it and do it. Yeah, but like pause the game. Right. So, and you get to see the ship. Once we flipped them around, the game knew that the wings were flipped around. 
So it reoriented them so that what I saw when I was playing was exactly what the ship looks like for me. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's super cool. And then, uh, playing it, um, so you start out in space and then you take, you fly to a planet and they did like some combat stuff for me. So like, uh, I went on the planet and I can mine stuff like No Man's Sky, shoot some gems and orbs and mine that stuff and use those materials to buy different things. But then mm-hmm. there were like giant monsters on there, Star Fox style. And I did a lot of Star Foxy types of things. I did some barrel rolls. Star Foxy type <laughs> Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I did some barrel rolls. I, you know, I shot at weak points. Uh, and destroyed the, you know, the big bad monster on the world. And that was, you know, that was kind of the demo. Um, but, uh, like it was, it was very, very enjoyable. Um, and I could see if you're okay. just doing exploration and, you know, there could be some very like ASMR moments, um, within the game. There's, uh, I didn't get to hear anything about the story. Um, so I'd be interested what to see what yeah. the story is all, all about with that. I wouldn't um, expect it to be yeah. anything revolutionary. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I don't expect it to be revolutionary, <laughs> but, I, I, you know, uh, hopefully it's interesting. That'd be something yeah. cool to talk about. Uh, Ka actually got it from Ubisoft. So Ubisoft sent Ka, yeah. um, I think, for the Switch. So he does get Star Fox. Yeah, because um, he, had, yeah, 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 he had a photo. It looked like they sent him, like, all the ships or something. Oh, he yeah. Like, a bunch, yeah. He had a bunch of yeah. stuff he was okay. looking at. Yeah, so my whole question is, I'm like, it sounds cool. I just don't know if I could put 75 bucks on something that I'm not 100. Like, with the games that are about to come out. Right. Like, I st- I haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you know, like, like uh, you know, like Red Dead is coming out. Mm-hmm. Battlefield 5 is coming out. Smash right. Brothers is coming. Right. You know, like, um, I'm, you know, like my copy of Dark Souls, like, remastered. Right. Is in the mail, and I can't wait to play that on the go on the Switch. So it's like, right. and and I'm still getting through Madden and uh, 2K, uh, M, NBA as well. So it's like, right. I I just don't I I don't think I can do it. But at the same time, I, I hope it does well. But I feel like a hypocrite because I'm like I should buy it to support it. But I'm like, I don't uh, know. It's weird. You know, I mean, it's so the thing the thing about it is so. I have I had two criticisms um after I walked out of that demo. Um and and the first was one of the prejudices that I walked through the door with um which was you know who's going to buy all of this stuff? Um who's you know who's going to be the person that's buying all the shit? Um and and I still I walked out the door with that. Like it was it was a lot of fun. It's not a game that that I'm going to buy. It, it's just not. Um, I like I don't, you know, I don't subscribe to Loot Crate or any of those other services where you wind up getting tchotchkes and that. Like I don't, I, you know, I'm not a collectible person. There are collectible people out there, oh, I'm, and if I'm you a are, go out. Person. Yeah, go out, go out yeah. and get that stuff. It is beautiful. The artwork is really well done, and the game that you get to accompany that stuff is a phenomenal game or at least yeah. the portion the, the the sliver that I got to see conceptually and and uh how it performed was a really really fun game and you know for the most part Ubisoft does great work. 
Yeah, see, um, I'm, I'm well. a and it's reviewing well. So I'm a collectible person, but I'm a frugal collective collector person. Right. So that seventy five bucks to me is like a little too rich for my blood. But yeah, I'm glad that people are enjoying it. Like I think, man, yeah. Ubi, Ubi has made quite the comeback in the last couple of years. Man, I feel yeah. like they are just having success even with brand new franchises like this. Right. Well, there's and for there's a lot and of division and stuff. Right. There's a lot of stick to itiveness. Um, you know, Eve Gilmo came out a few years ago and he said that all of the franchises that they release, all of the new IPs, um, all of the new IP they believe to be franchises. And we, you know, we heard that and we saw their list of uh games that were slated to be released as new IP. And it was, it sounded like a laughable statement, but they, they are basically, they're putting their money where their mouth is, um, to make sure that those games get support and that the games, the concepts of those games, um, wind up being, wind up being quality, quality products. That's uh, really impressive. I'm I'm just kind of blown away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, Um, like, 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 think of how much crap we gave Ubisoft maybe three years ago when they oh yeah 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 well i mean yeah so watchdogs and watchdogs yes yeah and and man they had like bad ports and yeah you know it was it was like the best games they had were the smaller indie ones like child yes that's true um now i feel like they have really remade their image and uh yeah and i think it's good i think it's good for the industry so yeah absolutely absolutely it's it's great for the health of the industry it is great um so, um, the, so the other, really quickly, the other thing about this, this game that I had a problem with was there is only, so there are some characters. I think there is one character of color, uh, and then like one character of color analog, like an alien, big, bulky, <laughs> like you a, know, Panthro, like, Panthro, like a the, fucking ogre you know, or something. Right. Yeah. Um, here's your black character, uh, Negro. Right. Thing. Yeah. So, um, there, there is one pack that you can buy the game with. So there's only one skew for the game with the, with the, well, the game has to be played with the, the, the character, um, with the thing on there. Well, no, if you, if you don't have the, the whole harness thing or whatever, uh, you get the default, uh, the default ship. Right. So you can play yeah. it without all that. Yeah, crap. see, I, I thought you just press it to it to sync it. I didn't know you had to keep it physically on the controller. Well, I, yeah, but but the whole reason that, that you annoying. keep it, the whole reason you keep it on physic, you know, keep it physically on all the time is so that you can swap things out on the fly. So if yeah. in a particular moment you need the freeze ray, you can take off your heat gun and put the freeze gun on there. And, you know, like all, all of those different things. And you yeah. can, you know, orient things in a different way. Like, oh, okay. I can, you know, if I have my guns on the side of my wings, I'll have a better chance of shooting these things. So, yeah. Ooh, so I'll do that. Line. Look at them uh, bars. I like it. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Um, but, uh, the, the, like the, the, so the thing that I knocked them on was the fact that, all you, all you get, it, the only option you have in purchasing the game with the pilot is the default one with, you know, with, uh, with Starlink's version of Ubisoft, man. Um, <laughs> you know, white guy, da da da. Um, and, uh, 
So that, you know, that's kind of disappointing. But the rest of it, the rest of it is good. I think, uh, you know, there's one di- disappointing aspect um, to an otherwise really, really great first effort uh, by Ubisoft. That is Starlink Battle for Atlas. Yeah. Um, go out and, you know, go out and check it out. Check out some reviews and some places they got got really good reviews. Um what I suspect will also get really good reviews is not only the game, but the trailer for the game. Uh, the reviews of the trailer for the game are out and they are good. That game, of course, is Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, a new trailer dropped today, the official launch trailer. Um, and that game looks it looks phenomenal um you know but like that's the expectation it's kind of it's it's incredible to witness but it's also kind of like ho hum because it is it is a rockstar game and it has been 5 years you know that this is what they do i think ho hum is a little strong yeah yeah uh, but yes, I, I I see what the point of what you're saying is though that when you create great stuff, people always expect great stuff out of you, right? And there's only so much you can up the bar visually in this generation, you know. So it's right. like unless you know that was one of the things I thought that sucked about making the Xbox One and the PS4, you know, not have exclusive games because. Because I almost wanted these games to not come out until next generation. Because I'm like, yeah, there's nothing more that you can do. Now I know that GTA V was technically a last gen game since it came out on the PS3 and the uh, 360. Right. Um, but man, does it look good on, on yeah. the uh, on the you know like the remastered versions? Uh, Red Dead looks even better. I mean, to be honest, I'm less excited about the straight visuals and more excited about the mechanics and sort of how people act in the world like i yeah just heard some people talk about some of the conversations and and the interactions that they had and it really does sound like that they're really striving to make relationships matter more than like just quest givers and stuff um so that does excite me about it um as i said i'm not the biggest red dead fan but this does seem like it's doing something different and something intriguing yeah, um, I am a I'm a huge, huge Rockstar fan. Um, I just I I think um, satirically from you know from a from a writing perspective, um, their satire in the Grand Theft Auto series of of what American culture is like um, has has gotten funnier, and um, as the Hauser brothers have spent more time in the United States. Um, it has become more nuanced and I really appreciate that. Um, but then, you know, from a technical standpoint, I mean, I think in terms of putting like creating the like masterful gumbo bullion base, you know, uh, like best do you've ever had video game in terms of putting all sorts of things together, um, in one thing, um, the, the, the rock star cadre of games, the, you know, the Grand Theft Autos and the Red Dead Redemptions, these open world games, 
do it better than anybody else does. Um, and, you know, they become uh, phenomenal sellers uh, as a result of that. But uh, yeah, I think they've, it looks like they've outdone themselves again. Um, yeah. That, you know, this, this red dead. So like it is man. I, I mean, so like to me, it's, it's kind of anticlimactic uh, to, to watch the trailer. I, like I'm watching the trailer. I'm still in awe. Um, but at the same time, it's just, I think there is like, I'm beyond hype levels of anticipation. Um, I know when it's releasing, so I'm just like, okay, um, when it releases, I'm going to play the shit out of it. So yeah. 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 It's, it's like one of those things where like I was out, I was honestly trying to avoid some of the trailers, but you, if you follow people in the gaming space, you kind of just couldn't get away from it. Right. You know, like like it just came out earlier today. We like record on Thursday for the podcast listeners and it was everywhere. Like it was literally everywhere. Um, So I did decide to just, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter. I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And yeah, I mean, they know how to make a good trailer, man. Right. They, but they've always like, they've all, ever since Grand Theft Auto three, yeah, I would Mm -hmm. say, um, even those old trailers for like Midnight Club and Midnight Club, and yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a tennis, huge fan like, of the studio. All that stuff. They've right. always had a table great, tennis. Yeah, shout out to had, table tennis. Yeah, they've had a great department to make trailers. Yeah. And my favorite trailer is still, I think, probably for Vice City when they had yeah. the uh, yeah. I Run So Far uh, Away. I, yeah, yeah. Joint. It was just it was just a just a perfect freaking trailer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they always know how to get hype. But at the same time, they deliver on the hype. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it comes out, you know, next week, like October yeah. 26th. So. October 26th, Friday, October 26th. Uh, if you have pre-ordered, the pre-order, pre-installed downloads will start uh, starting this Friday, uh, the 19th. And um, the reason being is the... The uh, download is anywhere between 90 to 105 gigs. <laughs> clear so, out that hard drive. I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to erase like quite a bit on my PS4 <laughs> uh, to make that. I'm trying to think what I have to wow. get. Actually, you know what? I can get rid of. I have Destiny 2 on the PS4, but I switched over to PC, so I can delete that, actually. Oh, there you go. I think that's like 50 or 60 go. gigs, I think. Um, yeah, and I hope that your ISP does not have data caps because oh. uh, because you may be hitting, getting very close to that as a result of all of the games that you want to download between this month and uh, Christmas. So, um, you know, one of the reasons that Rockstar is able to um, produce such high quality um, games like create these masterful gumbos of video games where (laughs) they just you know just masterful like these are Michelin star (laughs) gumbos um, that that Rockstar is able to create where they put in all of these systems and they all work you know better than you ever could have imagined is um because they have a huge huge army of uh talent of talented people working all over the world um around the clock uh and you know th- people would say uh, you know when they say around the clock uh that's a euphemism 
But at Rockstar, they literally mean around the fucking clock. Because Dan Hauser was in, had an interview, uh, what was it? Uh, it wasn't Variety. Who was it that he had the interview with? Wasn't it Variety? Uh, Voltage? Oh, oh, Uh, oh, no, no, no. Vulture. 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 Vulture, Yes. Oh, Vulture. And, uh, he said that they were putting in 100 hour weeks over at Rockstar. Um, in an effort to talk about, you know, so many different things. You said, you know, there were 500,000 lines. He thinks there's about 500,000 lines of dialogue. There are 1,200 actors that are doing mocap for the game. Um, there's, you know, all sorts of different things. Dogs and cats sleeping together. Uh, mass hysteria. And people were putting in 100-hour weeks to, to get this thing done. Um, and, you know, so he, he kind of threw that in as an anecdote. Uh um, and, uh, the internet as, you know, one of the things that he was talking about, the internet tuned out a lot of it and, and focused on that one part. Like, wait, what the fuck, motherfucker? Yeah. hundred hour weeks. Um, yeah. That means seven days a week, 14 hours a day. For real? Um, so, uh, you know, there's been a lot of controversy, um, surrounding, obviously surrounding, uh, those comments and and the reality of that. Um, so I will say that that Rockstar came out and said that uh, instead of saying no, you know that was hyperbole. Uh, it wasn't literally not a hundred hour weeks. What they did say was no one worked hundred hour weeks against their will. Yeah. So exactly. so they so they, they chose it. They literally worked a hundred hour weeks, Slavery's and a what choice. they said was there was it was all senior management and writers and you know trying to get things trying to get things done and everyone um was uh doing it voluntarily um and basically the intimation there was the people that are doing it are paid a lot um to to be there and uh they're there because they're there not because they have to but they're there because they're passionate about the project and they want to make sure that uh we the consumers get the best product um that rockstar could possibly uh, produce uh reef what do you think about my sentiment of what they were intimating and how it makes you feel about Rockstar as an organization. Well, I think the sad thing is I don't think they were intimating much, but I do like, I don't think that this was a planned thing. I don't think he was like, okay, I'm going to say this and it's going to be awesome. I think he was just talking out of his ass during this interview and it shows how little he thinks about labor issues Mm -hmm. that he just casually said this. And thought that it would seem like this cool thing. Hey, we made this awesome game for you guys. Like, we worked really hard, you know. I think he thought it would come off that way. And I think he just did not read the room. He is not conscious about these major, major issues. And just threw it out there as if it would be, like, a like celebrated, you right. know. And that sucks because one thing that I've heard a lot about, specifically on sites like Waypoint and such, is that executives are not thinking about this issue right it's they have panels about it on gdc devs are always talking about it obviously there's labor issues that we covered on the show 
when we had like uh, game workers like Unite on it. Right. But these execs, the one that make the decisions, the ones that pay the money, they are not thinking about this shit. And that is so depressing. Um, and I think that his response was just the same bullshit that I used to hear when I was an IT consultant. Right. Um, and I was traveling for work, so I'd be in like a hotel, you know, and they would just be like, we're not going to make you work, but, you know, everybody else is working. So, you know, or or like if you want to be a high achiever, you know, then you then like they could never legally say work over 40 hours because right. we could only bill 40 hours, you know, like like we didn't get paid overtime, you know. Oh. But there's but if there's a company culture that exists, right, it's hard for you to go against it because you know that those are people that get looked at for promotions that, you know, and like you want to feel a part of the team and like you want to feel like you're you're like, I love video games, like I can't say no, you know, to to like an opportunity. Um, so I thought that that we don't force him to is bullshit. He knows what the fuck is going on. He knows that there's been a conversation about crunch for years at this point. Right. And he knows that if the executives are working, that the people are going to feel bad or feel some kind of way if they're not working. So he's trying to play like he's blind to this, and I don't buy it one bit. Um, it really made me think about canceling my pre-order to Red Dead. Um, the reason I didn't is because I think crunch is a problem. I think every major studio does it. Right. And I think as long as when we're covering the game, we mention that and talk about it, then I feel comfortable because I, I feel like we do need to play the games and have conversations about it. Um, but I do think that those conversations should always talk about the labor issues that went into it because a game like this takes so much time, but I'm always like, yo, if it takes more time for your workers to have a fucking life, I'll wait another year for the fucking game, you know? Um, so yeah, he's just, oh, it's, and, and I don't think it's just him. So I shouldn't try to blame it on him. I think it, is the culture there for all the executives. And I think that it needs to change. I, I'm hoping that this is another wake up call for the industry, for these executives to pay fucking attention. Like well, just cause you're not forcing people to work. Doesn't mean you have a healthy work culture, you know, um, like, 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 like are they, they should be modeling the behavior that they want their, their, their employees to, to um, do. And unfortunately they are doing that and it's a bad behavior. But Reef, um, yes. the the employees came out today on Twitter and uh, left, you know, and talked in articles and said that they're not being forced to do any of this. They're doing it all by on their own um, because they're passionate about it. Uh, they they were. Uh, I don't know if you can read blinks on Twitter <laughs> on tweets. But uh, you know they were they were they were blinking Morse code. Um, <laughs> does that I mean does that do anything to kind of settle your um, your your wavering support of uh, or your conflicted support of the the product and the and the corporation? No, no, it it doesn't. As I said before, you can have a poisonous work culture. And wipe your hands of it because you're not forcing people with a gun to work. Like w things are more nuanced than that, and I think they're smart enough to know that. They know they've been getting away with it for years. Um, you know, not paying people the time that they're a a 
actually working and knowing that those people will be reluctant to leave because they love games and they're making games, you know, um, and to echo it, as I said, this like sense of pride and not realizing what that would do to the conversation, I think just shows his ignorance, you know? Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it makes me, it may, it, it does make me feel like a hypocrite for playing this game. Like, I don't think I am because I feel like as long as we talk about the labor issues, then we're good. But it does make me feel a little hip- a little hypocritical. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I wanted when, – when I first read it, I was like, I'm canceling it. Like, like, like I don't want to be supporting this. But I would have to do that to every fucking game because Crunch yep. is at, at all these games. Yeah. Now, he is being, like, out of pocket and, like, borderline bragging about it. You know, um, but hey, my hope is, look, they already had one of those rock star spouse things like a couple of years right. ago. Right. I'm like, look, change the culture, you know, change the culture. And I don't think I don't like the game is going to be a success anyway, but I don't think financial pressure will make them change the culture. I think a a leadership change would make them change the culture or bringing someone in, you know, to um, deal with like, you know, with with these issues will help. But yeah, I think it's uh, I, I I think it's just a piece of shit comment, and it just has no place in any industry. So, oh, hey, kick the mic down. Whoops! So fuck I just it. Dropped I just dropped a bunch of sprite on the ground, but that's okay. Uh oh. Okay. Um, if if uh, Reef gets electrocuted, we all call nine one one. Hey. Um, um, Obey your thirst. Yes. Right. I don't even know if they still use that slogan anymore. But. Someone please call someone. Maybe. Uh, I just dropped oh, it again. Uh, I dropped it a second time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um sweet. So uh yeah, so I will say that uh Rockstar is Texas. Um and much like the slogan for Texas Everything is bigger with Rockstar. So, you know, yes, there is a crunch culture in, in gaming. And, uh, usually people are putting in 60, 70 hour weeks. Um, but because it's Rockstar and everything is bigger at Rockstar, um, people are putting in 100 hour weeks. Um, having said all of that, um, there is nothing that I heard that made me reconsider even in the slightest my pre-order of the game or my wholehearted support of rockstar as a, as an organization um and and here's why you talk about um bringing someone in you're talking about a toxic uh, co- uh corporate culture and i mm-hmm. don't disagree with you um and um and you talk about bringing someone in to change the culture um, that is, that is impossible. And this is why the culture of technology is toxic. The culture of corporate America is toxic. Um, but that is the nature of the beast. Um, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've worked, uh, 20 hours straight. Um, or I've worked 70 hour work weeks, um, because there was a project that needed to be done, um, where I was working, you know, for someone or with someone, um, for a, for an organization that was much larger than me 
Um, I remember working at startups where routinely just every week we were working 50 or 60 hours a week um, and and were salaried employees. But we all did it together. And, you know, it was a small team, uh, seven, eight, 10, 20 people. And um, and and, you know, there was some camaraderie in that because we believed we were passionate about the project. We were passionate about each other. Um, and, and we wanted to, we wanted to accomplish this goal together. Um, that in and of itself, that at, at, you know, 10,000 foot view, completely toxic. Um, but it is the nature of how you get, how business gets accomplished all of the, all of the time. Um, when it is in a large corporation, you would think that they would have the resources to make sure that that is not the case, that. This is not um, necessary in order to complete a project that that is not an emergency project. Um, but again, that's not the reality. I work for a a Fortune 20 company um, and we, and and you know this personally, Reef, that routinely, um, you know, not routinely, but there are times where I have to work. Um, I'm not working. 50, 60 hours weeks all the time. Um, you know, sometimes I am working a 50 hour week. Right. Um, but, but nothing, you know, nothing to, to those extremes, but there are people that are, uh, less senior than me that are working, um, you know, more regularly than, than, than I am, um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But right. like that, it, it's, it, Man, um, it is it is part of how business gets done. Um, and I don't think that that uh, Hauser, David Hauser, I think that's who it was, Dan Hauser. Yeah, um, Hauser. Uh, I, I don't think that he was ignorant of that when he was saying what he was saying. I think he was proud of the fact that the people that were there were passionate enough about the project, um, passionate enough about Red Dead, uh, you know, Red Dead 2, that they wanted to sit around with this team that they, you know, that they formed a bond with to continue to work on the project because things needed to be done. Um, and they felt a responsibility to to complete the project. Um, and And, you know, sometimes that means like you're sitting there and you're working and you look up one moment, it's five o'clock. And you look up the next the next moment, and it's eight thirty, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Yes, I didn't- sometimes for sure, right? But this is not a sometimes thing. This is a consistent. I mean, it was a similar thing that we got when the Telltale folks got laid off. They were all like, "Yo, I've been working, you know, twenty hour days for you know five weeks or whatever." Right. I mean, I agree with you that it's the nature of the beast, but I would say it's right. the nature of the beast of unregulated, like laissez-faire capitalism like theoretical capitalism for sure yes but that is that is what we live in right now well we don't live no we have regulations for things that we believe need to be regulated and this is one thing that we have not done a good job of regulating which is why the union unionization efforts are in full spring full of swing i should say yeah well I, I, i i think that's what you need to combat the nature of the beast and that's why regulations exist because otherwise people would just be 
taken advantage of 100% of the time to that is IT. feed the beast. That's IT. And, you know, for, for, for all of the, for, for all of the, the, uh, our games art and are these people artists, they definitely are. But when, you know, when it's all said and done, video games are an IT business. Yeah. It's a technical, uh, you know, sure. um, and, and especially, and, you know, I can, I can speak authoritatively on IT because I've been in it for, you know, the last three decades. Um, and, you know, this has been my life. So, so maybe I don't make games, but I, you know, I work in these systems and understand, um, how, how people think about how this business gets done and what can happen. And, you know, when you wind up having to do things and, and, and also conversely, um, that feeling of camaraderie, that feeling of responsibility to say, yeah, you know, I, I gotta do, I, I don't want to have to, I don't want to do this shit, but I gotta fucking do this shit. Cause we got to get it done and I'll be, you know, I'll be happy when it's done. And, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, unfortunately the other part of that is hopefully these motherfuckers will give me an extra week of vacation or whatever. Yes. Well, so, you know. so like that goes to the compensation part. And I think that like right. Puss comes in the chat makes a good point, which is what I agree with is crunch is going to happen sometimes, right? but you should be compensated for it. Right? right. Like it can't be this consistent expectation of weeks and weeks of a crunch is what just is what happens in the industry and what Hauser was kind of talking about. It wasn't like, yo, we got to, crank this thing out tonight we gotta stay late tonight or even you gotta stay late for these three nights it's like you gotta stay late for two months you know right that's that's the problem yeah like yeah like like if you got the resources have some plan where you compensate people for it even if you're not paying them their full hourly rate do something you know well what if don't don't just chalk it up to the game and, and just be like you should be lucky to be here and and you have your job as a thank you like i think right that's and, and so i think and you know i'm i'm talking right out of my ass like i normally do but <laughs> yeah but i was I, about to I, say i was like this right, right. <laughs> like i i think as the the internal corporate speak about what has happened about crunch um within rockstar is not like oh you know you're going to take what I give you. You're going to like it. It's we do really appreciate what you've done and we'll figure out something to do. And, and um, I, I wonder if, if they said, Hey, we have given everybody on the staff um, a month off. So like, you know, not everybody, obviously not everybody can take a month off at a time, but like, oh, this team gets a month off. And then, you know, and then once that team is done, this other team gets a month off or these three teams get a yeah. month off. Would that be OK? I think the conversation would be totally different if that was the case. And it was like a written down formal policy, not some like we'll figure this shit out. Like if you know crunch is going to happen, 
Put it right. as part of your policy. Just like how you know sickness is going to happen and you have a sick policy. You know family members are going to die. You have a bereavement policy. You know crunch right. is going to happen. Put in a crunch policy that says we got to go th- through this shit. This is what happens if, if you, you know, if, if we go through it. Like, I feel like if you can't get rid of it, then right. deal with it that way. Like, otherwise, I think it's it's bullshit. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's that's completely fair. Um, but, you know, the, the question is, so is a month enough for you? It's uh, like, uh, I mean, I don't know, you know the it, amount of it, but right. Like, oh, so you're just saying in general, there needs to if be they have, they say written, like, hey, this is what we do. Yeah. 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 If if like they came out and got in front of this and said, you know, this is our policy to handle this. Like if uh, they say, hey, this is the nature making games. Like there's right. going to be crunch. Here's a policy right. of how we take care of our people during crunch. I feel okay. like that would be much better than just saying, "Hey, shit happens. You're in games." Right. Okay. You know, like it, I think yeah. that's that's a better way to approach it. Right. So my experience, and I understand, I like, I completely understand that, and that that's 100 percent reasonable. My experiences, uh, for the most part, and you know, and and especially in the late '90s, it was kind of you know, it was the Wild West um, when. When I was experiencing those types of crunches the most frequently, basically there was kind of a wink and a nod. If you, you know, if you wound up working basically two, two days worth of work, if you work 16 hours in, in a day without leaving, then, you know, you, you get a day. Like you just call your boss and say, Hey, look, I'm not coming in. And, and everybody just kind of understood that. Um, I think that happens it, at know. some places for sure, but definitely right, not all. Right, right, right. But yes, and you know, and like I said, that was you know that was wild west time, and and there there should be definitely some some type of uh, something on the books that says, hey, yeah. there's this is this is how our this is our comp time calculation. Yes, exactly. If you can get rid of it, then find out how to compensate people for it. Right. That's that's my thing. Is right. now I think Percy they can get rid of. A lot of it by making better project timelines and actually adjusting them and stop trying to do shit on the cheap. Yeah, Um, that's that's not going to happen because. But that's a hard thing to do. Right. These these development houses are owned by publishers that are publicly traded that are owned by shareholders. I know. And and they set those due dates far in advance. And it's like they're like rock solid. Right, and that's where crunch comes from. Is they're like, we got to meet this date, or else the stockholders are gonna fucking revolt. Like it's it's right. it's not an easy thing to do. That's why I'm saying get get ahead of it, right? Like, yeah. you know, and I I think they can, and they, you know, they're behemoths, so they're slow mm-hmm. to change. You know, yeah. I I I've been listening to um one of one of my favorite podcasts um business wars and and they just started up a new series about like napster versus the record kind of companies right and it just reminded me about how fucking conservative and slow these behemoth record companies were to the idea of digital music like it's i think it's kind of the same thing here is these big ass companies are like this is how we've always done it right like like why the fuck do we have to change well, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, 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 but we've, we're witnessing because of the digital age, we're witnessing 
um, industries fundamentally changing all all around all around us. Um, whether we're cognizant of it or not, you you talk about the record industry. Uh, you know, it's I used to buy albums all the time. I used to buy CDs and tapes and records all the time. You yeah, know, for sure. I you know I buy two dozen a year, easy. Um, I still on occasion buy albums of people that I like, but I may buy three or four albums. Um, a year because I've got a subscription service where I can listen to music unlimited. Yeah, I was about um, to say, I was like, I got Apple Music, so I haven't bought right. an album. I pay for that monthly and when right. the album comes out, I just download right. it. Right. But, you know, but even, even then, there are still a few albums where I'm like, yeah, I want to support that artist directly. Um, so maybe like four a year. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I haven't bought a physical, a piece of physical media. In how long? No, and you, you don't buy like uh, blue, like four K Blu rays, anything like that. Uh, on rare occasions, I bought uh, the last one of those I bought was Black Panther. Okay, um, that was it. actually that was actually recent. yeah. So recent. I bought you know, so I bought yeah. I bought I, you know, I may have like yeah. mm, like maybe maybe half dozen four yeah. K Blu rays because isn't that stuff hard to stream? Like I know Netflix has some. 4k stuff but um yeah the so the voodoo voodoo definitely does um it 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 does not look as good right as it does if you you know if you're just uh you've got the physical media um and the other down part downside of streaming 4k is that you're streaming 4k if you've got data caps yeah you just yeah. stream 4k you know, that, that will fucking yeah. that will eat up all your yeah, yeah yeah um yeah. so Okay. Uh, so yeah, so and, like, and, and, and do, do you own any physical Xbox games? Uh, e- Xbox only, One games, I should say. Only Titanfall Two. Okay, but I don't even need that anymore because oh, I've right. got it in, yeah. in the vault. Like yeah. I, I bought it because it was on sale at GameStop. Um, so yeah, I've got yeah. one physical Xbox game, Xbox One game. I have two physical. Um, any PS4, PS4 games? games. Okay. PS4 games. One is uh, Rory McIlroy. Uh, nice. Shout out to Ben Hall Miller. Nice. Uh, uh, Rory, and, and the other is uh, Marvel Spider Man. Oh, because right. oh, it came with the physical because version. it came with the physical. I thought it sure as hell would it came with 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 with, with a code. Wow. No, it came with the physical disc. Wow. Um. So oh, that man, is shocking. yes, yeah. That was that was weird. Um. I almost like I love the game so much. I'm almost willing to buy the game digitally yeah. and trade the trade the That's... physical copy in just so I don't have to yeah. worry about the physical copy. Well, um, I I got my copy of Black Ops Four from Amazon. Yes, it's like the physical copy. But oh when you gosh. open it, it's a paper version. Of a disc with a code on it. Says, so it's hey, a cutout hey, of, yeah, of a, a disc. It's a cutout of a circle, and it says, "Put this code into BattleNet, like an idiot. Why are you buying this shit?" And I'm like, "I'm buying it because I get the awesome. ten dollar discount up from Amazon. That's why I'm buying." That's it. awesome. But that but, is, but but but, but yeah 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 because because like I have uh, I have physical copies. Actually, I think every PS like Spider Man, God of War. And Horizon, I have all physical copies of because hmm. you know because that Amazon discount is like so right, good. Right, right. 
Sure. Um, so I have physicals of all that. Sure. And like uh, some some of the games I reviewed, like Shadow of the Colossus, right. that kind of stuff, I have those as well. Um, I, I've paid more money for the digital version to avoid ha- having the physical copy of the games. Yes. See, um, I guess like with Amazon, it's like I don't mind as much. Oh, oh, and, and just about all my Switch games are physical as well. But really? Like, oh, well, yeah, because they're, they're the, well, that's kind the of a different case. Are, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a different yeah. situation. Yeah. Right, um, because, they, yeah, there's no storage. Yeah, and, and because I'm not going to, you know, like I have a decent size SD card, right? but, you know, I don't have like a gigabyte SD card or anything like that. So, right. you know. Well, you got a gigabyte. You don't have a terabyte one. No, I don't have a gigabyte SD card. No way. You've got to have at least a gig. No. You, no. Your your SD card is megs? Like a micro SD. Oh, oh so, sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ScienceLooksGood.com. Yeah. I have, I have, yeah. I have a 1.44 megabyte floppy. Right you got a uh, floppy. I might think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's no, double sided, y'all. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I had a um I think I had 128 gig for Gigs. a while. Okay. I recently upgraded though to a um I think a four hundred gigabyte because I like, it was on Oh sale. my gosh, and that's not big enough? Uh I I, I have a lot of Switch games, man. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of Switch games. Um, you know, I I review a lot and you know I have a lot and and there's games like, you know, like uh, all the AAA games, you know, they're all, you know, they're 30, 40 gigs each. You know? Right, right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I think the normal person will be fine, but I have like a lot on here. So, right, you know? right. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, all that to say, like, yeah. So, you you have physical copies of that, but everything else is digital. Um, the yes. So, the digital world has destroyed the, you know, has has all but all but fundamentally changed um, what the music industry is um, to the point where they're now scrambling to try and figure out what, uh, you know, how they, how they exist in this, in this world and still make the type of money that they were making in the, you know, you know, before the, the late nineties or early aughts um, and still pay artists and all that other stuff. Retailers, physical brick and mortar retailers right now are trying to figure out how they exist in a world with uh two day free shipping um yeah. with Amazon. And, you know, so like and and Sears is the latest casualty of what's what's going on 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 that on that side of the yeah, table. Seriously. I was I was just talking about this earlier in the week. But there was so, you know, if there's anybody who's listening or watching the stream right now, um, tell me if you know this logo. Uh, it's a gold box with a red K inside the gold <laughs> oh, box. Do you know what company that is? Of course is? the people know what that is. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I doubt someone you, who you think is. So? I doubt someone who is under 25 knows that that's the Kodak logo. Uh, but doesn't Kodak make like digital cameras and stuff? Yeah, who's buying di- who's buying digital cameras like, from Kodak? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean like deal I mean like I know it's like a Canon Oh, Nikon. like the disposable joints? No, I mean 
like a DL, like a DLSR or DSLR, DLSR, DSLRs. Yeah, I don't think they're making the 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 good ones. I don't think they're making the ones that people are buying. I don't know because like I'm not a photographer, but I assume that they were somewhat still in the game. I mean, I know that like I only hear about Canon and Nikon, but but I'm not I'm a cat I'm not a in in it you know I'm not in it so I don't know man. Right. I mean, Polaroid. Polaroid, like, Polaroid cameras have made a resurgence as hipster vehicles now. It's a niche. It's like a uh, boutique market for Polaroid. So you could buy, like, a Polaroid camera with the mini uh, instant film joints. You could put them on your dorm room or some shit like that. Uh, They're like $100. With the little, you know, you get the little film pack and you do the yeah. shit and you can yeah, write on the thing. Like and, right there, yeah. Right. Um, so, like, yeah. But but they just came back with that, like, five years ago. And between, like, 2002 and 2015, you know, or 2012, they were trying to figure out what the fuck they were doing. Kodak was figuring out what the fuck they were doing. Right, they exactly. Like bl- exactly. They got like blinds. Like they were just like these record companies and shit. Right. They got like right. They never thought that digital cameras would right would well, take and, off. It, well, hell, even the digital camera manufacturers mm-hmm. are fucked because that was a market uh, in the you know in the the mid aughts, and that market has basically dissipated because people just use their fucking phones now yeah yeah these phone cameras are you know right exactly unless i'm a professional photographer the only camera i need is in my pocket that's the only camera 99 percent of people need exactly exactly that's the point so i don't need a casio i don't need to go and spend 100 bucks on a casio standalone like why do i need a thing that does only one thing when I've got this thing in my pocket that does that thing better than the thing that I just spent money on. Or at least things. good enough. Many things. Right. So, like, all of these industries um, are slow to react. Yes. Because the focus is still, like, you know, we, we can talk about Ubisoft again, where Ubisoft is coming out and saying every IP that we have will be a franchise. And, um, you know, and I... I started talking about Starlink by joking about the fact that Ubisoft is so late to the party for the Toys for Life thing that it's almost ironic that they've made a Toys for Life game because there are none that exist anymore. <laughs> but when that game was in development, that was the battle royale yeah. of video games. Yeah, it was Skylanders and Disney right. Infinity and the Lego one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah and, it was, and and the Amiibos and shit. Yeah, they were yeah. all making big money. That's right. That's right. So this game now comes out and all of those are ancient history. And and now these guys are going to be left holding the bag that with a game that reviews really well. But will it sell well? Because that fad is over. I don't know if it'll sell well with that $75 tag, man. I I mean, I, I can see it being a good Christmas gift, I guess. Or maybe... Maybe it'll have some kind of Black Friday thing because you can give somebody a physical thing. But, I mean, it's multi-platforms. There's a lot of things out there, but I don't know, man. Yeah. I think it's asking a lot for a completely new IP and that extra cost on it. I think it's asking a lot. Even if the game is good, 
not everybody reads reviews and coverage before they get a game. You well, know, then you're gonna like, read a damn review and, and before like, you spend seventy five dollars. I'll tell you that. I'm much. just saying, if if a family's <laughs> walking into GameStop or Walmart and they see some shit that they've never heard of, it's ninety five bucks. Right. And, and like, I don't think you know. I think it's gonna take a lot for them to get it. Right. To, to right. Well, not take you know, a it's, a, it's a sh- even it's if it's, it's good. A, it's a Even shame it's because it is a good game. If they do wind up spending that money, they will get a quality product. Um, and, you know, maybe uh, the the fun that they have as a family or the fun that the, the person that they bought the game for will have enough fun that it will incentivize them to go out and collect, you know, got to get them all, catch them all. And it does really well. And they, you know, have sequels and they have more toys and all that other stuff. Um, more power to them. I really hope I really do hope that it works. Um you know, and uh, I hope that everyone enjoys uh, all of their games. If you're, uh, if you want to chime in on how you feel about Rockstar and um, whether or not you're going to buy Red Dead Redemption as a result of hearing um, what what these people are, if you think uh, I'm a Republican capitalist swine, um, <laughs> that that uh, you know just doesn't understand the people and you want to tell me about it um reef why don't you let them know how they can do that sure uh so uh, cicero's address is uh, <laughs> uh all right so uh spawn on dot me that's the website that'll bring you to our complete show archive photos of us all that good stuff background information uh we're active on twitter at spawn on me you can find us tweeting about shows and other people's shows and all that stuff also check out us on facebook we're a little less active there but we do have a presence there um at facebook.com slash spawn on me um we stream live on twitch every thursday um our time might be switching a bit yes i know traditionally it's been like 7 30 pacific 10 30 uh eastern i think we'll probably go a little later um like we'll probably end up like like i know we started a little late tonight i think we'll be starting a little later just because i have some commitments i recently made that will require a later start um and the audio podcast will be released um around tuesday or wednesday of the following week um so shout out to the podcast listeners who will hear my wonderful wonderful musings on tutoring the wildlings um (laughs) beyond the wall um, if you want to check us out, our merch and stuff, you can go to our T Public uh, site, which is spawn on me as well. Um, get some shirts, get some mugs, get yes. some pillows, mouse pads, phone cases, right. all that good stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, cases for your digital camera. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Record sleeves. Get your Polaroid, uh, yes. your official Polaroid, uh, you know, <laughs> want to brand Polaroid. Polaroid. Exactly. Camera. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the, uh, some 1985 earphones with the headphones with the uh, with that fuzz on the sides, oh, the shit. orange fuzz. <laughs> yes. Yo, if you want to spawn on me, Walkman, um, like we got that, you know what I'm saying? Word. Word. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's not, no, actually what I had... I had, I think the first thing I ever had, it didn't even take cassette tapes. It was just radio. So oh, like it was, yeah, it the was, transistor radios. I don't think that was called a walk. I, I, I think Walkman was with the cassette. Yeah, yeah, but, it was yeah, a transistor, was, transistor radio. Yeah, it was just AM, FM dial. That's it. That's it. That was that was like one of the first electronic things I ever remember like 
carrying with me and using all the time. It was like, tune into Hot 97. Let's go. That's right. Like BLS and Kiss FM, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, Chuck, chill out, Mr. Magic. <laughs> um, yeah, and so and, serious. Yeah, and uh, if you want to go above and beyond and support us on our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash sponami. Uh, you can donate as little as a dollar. Um, you'll get access to our premium podcast, Spawn on Me After Dark, um, where we talk about silly stuff, politics, movies, Kanye West, <laughs> um, all kind of crazy things. And we, I think we will be talking about Spider-Man villains sometime yes. soon because this man is crazy. All um, right. Let's do it. He's, he's as crazy as Jamie Foxx playing Electro. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that is it. That is it. Yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, you know, uh, podcasts available Tuesdays. I thought I said that. I oh, that? you did say that. I, I said uh, the audio podcast. That's right. Audio. You did say the audio. Did you say uh, Spawn of Me Podcast at Gmail dot com? That's not fair. You only do that <laughs> when you do it. You can't. I don't like that. <laughs> it feels dirty. Oh uh, yes, I'm making up all the rules, baby. I'm the Baron of Bourbon. Um, yes, I am the Baron of Bourbon. Uh, this has been the Spawn of Me podcast. Um, I hope you had a good time. Uh, tell us, tell us how we're doing. It's like, uh, you know, you're riding behind me and there's a bumper sticker on my ass. Tell me how, how's my driving? And just, uh, you know, follow all the links that, that Reef, that Reef said. Right and up. then you can let me, you can let me know. Um, but for, uh, the grounded, Khalif Adams. I know. Yes. For the uh, pelt-wearing Sharif Jackson. <laughs> I like my pelt. Yes. Uh, I am almost equally as cold Cicero Holmes. This is the Spawn of Me podcast, episode 259. And we say peace. Peace.